Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Nothing But Locks podcast. I'm your host, Allie Melnicki, accompanied by my favorite co-worker, Robert Kowalski. How are you doing today, Robert? Allie, I'm doing fantastic. And who said there was an NFL discussion after the season's over? No, and I'm already missing the games. I'm really upset that there's going to be no football on again this weekend, but there is plenty of basketball, especially college. We're recording this on Wednesday afternoon, so I am very excited tonight to watch Alabama and Tennessee. Number one, Alabama is taking on the Vols. I like the Vols here. They're favored by three at home. I th- I know Alabama's number one, but I always love supporting a home team, especially midweek. The crowd's going to get behind them. But we'll talk more about college basketball in the coming weeks. But f- football's still fresh, Robert, and I feel like the common – NCAA tournament fan is still not totally 100% into it until we get closer to the conference championship. So we'll get there, but we're still going to devote this episode to the NFL because we had a pretty big game on Sunday, the Chiefs and the Eagles. The Chiefs are Super Bowl champions once again. If you listen to this podcast, both Robert and I did have the Chiefs. He had the over, though. I had the under, but I didn't bet the under. I was a little smart with that. I didn't love, I wasn't that confident. Hit a few prop bets, Sky Moore plus 900, anytime touchdown, his first one of the year. You heard it on this podcast first. I hope you listen to me. Everyone was shocked when I said I had that bet, so I was very happy. But enough of our bets. Robert, let's talk real quick before we get into quarterbacks and where they might go, because that's going to be the hot subject in the next few weeks. Let's quickly recap Super Bowl uh, what is it, 57 from this past weekend? Oh, yes. And let's see, how did the books do? We we talked last week. You said that there was a lot of money coming in early on the Eagles and then kind of a little bit on the Chiefs. But what did they benefit from the Chiefs losing, from the Chiefs winning? What, what, what did they do? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the wave, of course, started to come back in favor of, of all Kansas City bets. But, you know, the, the first set of bets that came out were all limit plays on the Eagles. And that was just a steady flow all week long. It didn't really start to come back around until, I want to say, like late Friday afternoon when we started to see some key bets coming in on the Kansas City Chiefs. However, not nearly enough. Um, for the better part, most of my colleagues' books and their figs were all leaning towards needing Kansas City. So uh, as a whole, you know, and I could speak on behalf of, of the state of Nevada, uh, those those figures are out. The Gaming Control Board released the numbers. And for uh, this past Super Bowl, um, even though handled down just a tick, uh, still held a little, almost 7.5% of all sources. So that's not only the game, uh, that's, you know, all the derivatives, all the propositions, all the future pools. So it was, uh, you know, a yet another uh, winning Super Bowl for the entire state of Nevada sports books. Right. And I did have a few. There was primarily, well, it was a mix. I was at a big party at my friends where there was about 45 people, I would say, 50 people at one point. A lot of people were mixed. This is California. There's a lot of transplants. So everyone has different allegiances. But there were, I would well, I want to say about six or seven Eagles fans there. No Chiefs fans, surprisingly. But I do, did talk to some people who hedged the bet in the sense that they had bet either the Chiefs money line to win along with Jalen Hurts MVP or vice versa. You had the Eagles money line to win and Pat Mahomes MVP because you and I both talked on the show, Robert, that you knew a quarterback was going to win MVP. So why not hedge your bet one of the ways? Do you think that was a smart bet to do? And no doubt that was actually 
I, I said if I was going to come out of retirement and make a wager, it was going to be on Mahomes to win the MVP because, I mean, yeah, you, you could have gotten, you know, the I guess the smoother uh, outlay of the bet, you know, just by taking the, the Chiefs to win on the money line uh, because one and a half, I mean, you, you know, it's it's nice to get the one, but honestly, look, at that point, you know, get, you just, take ahead, the money line. just take the money line, right? That's so you're going to probably get probably plus a nickel, Maybe if you shopped around enough, maybe you could find almost plus 110. But uh, pretty much everywhere, you could have picked up Patrick Mahomes to be the MVP at like plus 140. So uh, why not grab a piece of that instead of the money line? After all, we made the quarterback to be MVP uh, in the positive as minus 500. Uh, so we were kind of giving you a hint there that it was going to be a quarterback. <laughs> and I know a lot of people cashed in that they had Travis Kelsey, anytime touchdown scorer was one of the hottest picks. I know a few people had that at the party. I was at. was that another one that the books kind of got a hit with? Yeah, that one for sure. And then, uh, there was some loud, loud bets coming in on Pacheco anytime touchdown. And even that one came in. Yeah. Well, let's talk quickly about the game and then we'll get right to the quarterback carousel. But what was the biggest surprise you took from this game? Let's start with the the Chiefs. What about the Chiefs, either offensively or defensively, that they did surprise you the most? You know, it was it's weird because I I needed to project this game, you know, basically, you know, well before I started to come out with any propositions like we talked like we talked about, Ali. I need to come out with kind of what the final score is going to be and and project just how many times they're going to be able to touch the ball offensively to give me the idea for what this game was going to do. So what was I surprised about the most? Well, that my prediction was going to come true. The Kansas City Chiefs finally came through and held the Eagles when they got to the red zone. That was the only way that the Chiefs were going to win this right. game. They needed to stop the Eagles in the red zone twice or more. When you know it, they had Elliott come out for a field goal two times, and that's exactly what it took by the the, the, the razor sharpest of margins to come out and win. So uh, super deep kudos to uh, the team defense uh, for holding tight inside the red zone. And, you know, I, I keep calling out this phrase, it's uh, the outside containment. Uh, you know, uh, Hertz did, in fact, have a really successful day with his legs and his arm. But when they needed it most, they got the outside containment and, you know, got them to ride out, you know, into, uh, you know, out of bounds so that they can, you know, keep up to within two, three, four yards instead of, you know, a big gashing 20 yard game. I would say what surprised me the most about the Chiefs is they really relied on the run more than the pass. Isaiah Pacheco, you mentioned 76 yards rushing. I didn't think he had that big of a game. I was right in the Pat Mahomes. I didn't bet it, but I, it was one of my top five prop bets that you could have placed. I did take his over 2.5 passing touchdowns, which he got three, so we hit that. But he really didn't throw for a lot of yards this game, Robert. Only 182 yards through the air. But he used his legs a lot, which I think surprised a lot of the Eagles players, too. He ran for 44 yards, which for Pat Mahomes, that's that's a good amount to run. He, you don't see him really scramble that far in the game. But I think the way that they came out with the Eagles, they weren't phased about the front seven. They ran the ball. They got rid of the ball quickly right off the bat. Travis Kelsey, I don't know how you leave him wide open. That like first Chiefs drive was just mind-blowing. But I think that a lot of people were surprised how poorly the Eagles defense played. I guess let's go to the Eagles now. I actually wasn't surprised. I said it on this podcast, and I said it on another podcast, Back Your Play, that I was on last week. 
I said, I don't think that the Eagles have been tested by a quarterback with the caliber of Pat Mahomes and a head coach with the acumen of Andy Reid. So I was not surprised at all that the Eagles defense really struggled against the Chiefs offense, were you? No, no, you're absolutely right. And yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that we had a a ton of collective size of relief when uh, Mahomes, you know, exited the pocket and started rushing. We really were wondering, is this, is this going to be a good decision for him? And, uh, you know, he sure did look awfully, awfully healthy. You know, as far as the Eagles are concerned, you're absolutely right. They didn't see anything resembling the, the likes of, of Mahomes. I mean, crap, we could go back. I mean, what, what did they beat? You know, they, they lost, um, you know, I mean, Robert, the, the first game of the season, they almost lost to the to the Lions by that same score, 38 <laughs> to 35. Like, right. like, this is one of the things I said on the Back Your Play podcast, too. I was like, I, I've seen what the Eagles defense actually does against top-tier offenses. Look at the Lions game. I know that was week one, but look at, but look at that game. They were able to stop a lot of bad offenses during the year again when they beat when they beat the the cowboys that was when cooper rush was engineering the 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 backfield if you look at them when they lost to the cowboys they allowed what 40 something points so (laughs) this was a defense i'm not going to say was overrated all year i would i'll use the term wasn't tested all year like they should have been is that fair to say all right, let's let's go ahead and do this. I, I I know you've been waiting for this, so let's go ahead. And I do actually this. have. I was. Waiting I'll, I'll, I'll scale back. Let's go back to the Chicago game towards the second half of the year. All right, they barely. Let's see here. They barely beat literally the worst team in the NFL. Yep. Right. Then they lost uh, to Dallas after Dak dropped forty on them. Let's not forget about that. Yep. Um, Saints. They lost to Andy Dalton by double digits at home. Right. Then they beat the Giants practice squad by one score. Right. <laughs> then they beat Daniel Jones pretty much after he lost all of his powers. Um, San Francisco, they beat the Niners. Uh, you know, who was it? I, I guess QB4 at this point. After, you QB0. know. zero. <laughs> no, right, exactly. Wildcat. After, you know, Brock Purdy, you know, he basically lost his elbow. And, um, you know, they basically choked to the Chiefs. <laughs> Is it, you know, they gave up a 10-point uh, fourth quarter, and then that's basically their season in a nutshell. So were they as good? As everyone made them out to be, I suppose their record says so, but really, you know, the power ranking does kind of call to form exactly what they were. And I mean, they had a chance to lock it down. They just, in the second half, you know, honestly, I I, I really feel that, you know, Andy Reid and, and Eric Bieniemy they basically became like, you know, Kobe and Shaq in the second half. There was no stopping them. No, and even when the Eagles were down, well, I should say when the Chiefs were down by 10 points at halftime, I was not shocked. I was like, I th- still think the Chiefs are going to come back and win. Just watch it. And then they came back quick and got a touchdown right to open the second half, which yes. I had called as well. That yes, was yes. four right there. Right, Let's right, right. I, I think I nailed it right. Again. You you had it even earlier, but Ali, I think right when it was 27-21, when Elliot kicked the field goal, I'm like, wait a second. All of this basically, you know, all, all of this thunder yes. and lightning and they're only up six. That's I, I, I thought the exact points. I turned to two Eagles fans that were sitting on the couch next to me. And I said to them, you needed a touchdown there. You only got three points. Good job right there. That was the that was the biggest point, Robert, of the game when they couldn't convert. Because if they get the touchdown, then they go up by two scores again. For them only being up by one score, that's when I was like, that's a turning point in the game and they're not going to come back. But yep. real quick before we go to the quarterbacks, I do want to touch on the Eagles offense because – I've been down on Jalen Hurts all year, and I'll give credit where credit was due. He had 
probably the best game that I've seen him play on Sunday against the Chiefs. He used his arms. He used his legs. He did have the one costly fumble that was returned for a touchdown. That was huge. You can't make mistakes like that, but I'm not going to hold that against him. Will his, now we know that his offensive coordinator is going on to coach, uh, I believe, the Indianapolis Colts next year. And the defensive coordinator is gone as well. But let's talk about uh, Stenchen, you know, the offensive coordinator that that's left. Is that offense going to take a hit now without him? Because there was a lot of buzz before the game. Julian Love, our giant safety, said it. You know, Nick Sirianni has been buoyed by a great staff and a great personnel. Are the is are the Eagles going to take a hit next year? Um, can I go on the record and say to be determined? <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. That, that's to, perfect. Who who will they replace him with? Imagine, just imagine for a hot second. I I know we we could go ahead and just start throwing pie in the sky right now, but what if, what if they bring in Eric Bieniemy? <laughs> I was just going to propose that. I know that he is interviewing with that today. <laughs> Yeah, let, let, let's see who they bring in. Um, they, right now, they're definitely in big trouble. I, I I don't like the loss of the offensive coordinator there at all. No, I, I agree with you. It is to be determined. I don't want to shine too much light on it, but it, it was a good. It was one of the better games to watch. I know a lot of people say the ending was a letdown. I'm not going to harp on that. I personally think it was a good call. He did tug the he did tug the jersey. Bradbury tugged Juju. What did you think of the call, really quick? Nah, yeah, and I got it's a much ado about nothing. Uh, he held him. Uh, the flag was proper, and, and that's the end of it. Move on. You yep, didn't, you didn't lose because of a holding penalty, okay? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was way overblown. Uh, bottom line is you had you had four quarters to beat them. If you let it come down to the last drive, that's on you. You could have made a case that the Dallas Goddard catch on fourth down, the play before that led to the field goal. I didn't think that was a catch. There's calls like that could go back and forth all game, but sure. I thought it was the right catch. I mean, right play. Anyway, let's move on to the main focus of our episode today, and that's the quarterback carousel. Robert, I don't remember an offseason where there were this many quarterback, premier quarterbacks that are free agents. So let's use the rest of the episode. I listed out all the current quarterbacks that are free agents, plus Aaron Rodgers, who is not a free agent. And the only I limited them if they made at least one start this year, because there was plenty of other Blaine Gabberts and all this that I don't really care where they land up. That's irrelevant to me. Anyway, let's start with the lone non-free agent on the list, Aaron Rodgers. We talked two weeks ago when we were in Miami about potential destinations for him. I really like San Francisco. He must have heard me saying that because he came out later that day and said, hell no, he would never go to San Francisco. So where, in your opinion today, Robert, will Aaron Rodgers play week one of 2023? Right now, so I'm I'm going to go and let the listener know that this is this is as as wild an episode as I could ever have with you. Oh, I'm ready. I have it. I have all it's I'm already, you don't, you can't see my paper, but I have it all written down each team that I'm predicting. So let's go. My, my blindfold is on and I am just going, this is as, as guts a selection as I can make for, for anything that we can do. There is no studying involved here. I'm literally just listening to what Ali's going to call out. And I'm just going to say, here's what I think is going to happen. So, all right, first <laughs> this is a, this is even better than buy or sell actually because this is completely oh, wild and chaotic and I love the chaos. So, uh, all right, Aaron Rodgers. So, okay, assuming he says, "Get me out of here! I'm not playing for the Packers." 
Give me, give me the Raiders. They need someone flashy. Um, and he's probably the best chance at real success right away. And uh, we, we all know that this, this, this reunion of the combo is going to come. So I'll take Rogers to the Raiders. So I don't know that because what do the Raiders even have to give up anymore? I mean, what did they mortgage away just to get Devontae Adams last year? <laughs> More draft picks. All the draft I, picks. I don't think – I know Aaron <laughs> Rodgers has chemistry with Devontae Adams, but I just don't see it. Why would you go into a division where you're still probably at least the third you're, – you're finishing third in that division? Because I don't know how the Denver Broncos are going to be, but you're not beating the Chiefs and you're not beating the Chargers. You're also in a conference where you have Josh Allen, where you have Joe Burrow. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm kind of content staying in the NFC. That being said, I really don't see another fit for him elsewhere. I do think that he wants to stay a Packer. I think he's just going to stay in isolation and hibernate all winter. I'm going to say, Robert, he stays a Packer at the and he starts week one for them in 2023. This is, it's, it's the fairest selection. It's probably the most obvious as well. If look, if he does end up going anywhere, I probably would guess that it's going to end up. Look, who has the most draft collateral right now, or actually any kind of talent collateral? It's probably San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you want to go ahead and, and make really big gaping trades, you could probably see maybe a Trey Lance getting dealt to Green Bay. Now that would probably wet Green Bay's, you know, whistle, I would think. Yeah, that that's true. That's true. But I think that it stays Green Bay. I really do. I think that they did they did definitely show some some improvement toward the end of the year. I think he's getting some rapport with Watson, with Dobbs. I think that really they're missing just a few more pieces. And I think he comes back for one last hurrah with them. One more hurrah. All right, let's move on to the next one, and that is Lamar Jackson, Robert. There's been talk this week that both sides pretty much have just reached an impasse. They, the, the numbers are way off. The years are way off. I don't think he's going to return a Raven, but I'll let you go first. Where do you, it, will Lamar Jackson play week one next year? Allie, right. So here's here's one where, okay, again, I, I, I hear Lamar Jackson, my first after seeing all this dust settle after the season's over, the first thing I could think of is franchise tag Ravens. I know they're so far apart, but the ability to to lay down the tag is probably what I think is the most likely, Ali. How about yourself? So I think that if they lay down the tag, he's going to pull a Le'Veon Bell and not play. And he, he has every right to do that because, listen, Robert, the guy has missed 16 games over the past two seasons. So he's basically missed as many games as he's played in the last two seasons. You don't, if if I'm a GM, if I'm the owner of a franchise, I'm not giving this guy seven, eight year, you know, whatever million dollar contract there is. I'm just not investing that. That's going to just handcuff your franchise for, for the unforeseeable future. He's getting older. He's going to be more injury prone. Now on Lamar's side, I know what his agent saying to him, don't risk getting hurt again. You get hurt this year before free agency, your your stock goes to an all-time low. I don't care if you're a former MVP. So what I think he's going to do is he's going to threaten to sit out if they franchise tag him. 
I think the sides are going to work about some kind of way that they're just going to either get some kind of compensation for him. I don't know if that's via trade. I don't know if that's free agency, but I'm looking at Washington and I think Lamar wants to go to Washington. I think he wants to work with Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera did a good job when he coached Cam Newton, who's a similar type quarterback. If I go, if Lamar goes to Washington, he has great receivers with Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson. He has a very good defense around him a great run game between Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. That's if I'm Lamar Jackson, that's where I want to go. Cause you can argue if he goes to the NFC when healthy, he might be the best quarterback in the NFC at that point. What do you think about that? Yeah. You know, you do make a great point there. I feel that if we're, if we're looking at ultimately his, his, his last stop, he, look, I mean, he's still incredibly young, right. But I, I feel that he's going to end up on a team that is best fit for him. If he doesn't end up in Baltimore, that is. So you you do want to go someplace that you know you've got good talent surrounding you. Finally, like you said, a wide receiver that he could rely on that won't drop the ball, that's that's able to, you know, move along an offense that he's capable of putting together. Um I I I really think that he's going to need to take a significant pay cut, however, to land someplace other than Baltimore Alley. I think that he'd rather the years though, than the money, to be honest with you at this point. And I think Washington, that's the type of team that we saw what they just did with Carson Wentz and wasting all that money. I think that they will give him that. All right, let's move on to the next guy. And that is Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, Robert, where will he play in week one? He can't go anywhere other than the jets. Can he? I mean, Ooh, I got I got a spicy one. It, no one has. <laughs> wait, I'm gonna let you talk first, but okay. no one has thought of this. And I literally I couldn't sleep in the middle of the night, and I, this came to mind. I said that's just perfect. And I'm, but I'm gonna let you go first. All right, very good. So I'll I'll just wrap it up in just a thought. You know, considering how good the Jets could be, right? And I'm looking at their great defense. Finding a quarterback is a paramount concern. I don't think that there's really a better fit in what they need. Uh, you know, is some stability here. And uh, they just need a reliable hand for a year or two while they work towards finding a long-term option. I think that's Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and open the curtain for you here, Ali. <laughs> All right. And this is why I put him after Lamar Jackson. Jimmy G will be a Baltimore Raven on week one. That's spicy. (laughs) Listen to this, Robert. If if Lamar does leave, you have the Ravens that are a playoff team. They made it to the playoffs despite Lamar Jackson missing the last eight games last year. And they could have won that that playoff game had Tyler Huntley not fumbled at the one-yard line. They would have taken the lead over the Bengals, and I actually think they would have won that game. If I'm Jimmy G and I look at the Ravens, I want to play with a Super Bowl head coach. That's John Harbaugh right there. I want a talented tight end like I had with George Kittle in San Francisco. That's Mark Andrews right there, who you can even argue is my, probably a bit of an upgrade over the George Kittle. I want maybe not the, 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 the flashiest receivers, but solid receivers. And you have that with Bateman. You have that with some of the other guys on the team. Primarily, I want a defense behind me, and the Ravens still have one of the top defense. They have a top 10 defense in the league. If I'm Jimmy G., I'm looking at Baltimore. I'm, I align myself with a head coach who I'm from, who I can I can get right behind. If I'm Baltimore, I might want to go ahead and get a guy I can trust that's not going to just run the ball and get hurt. Jimmy G to the Ravens. It's a dark horse, but I'm going to call it a possibility before anyone else's. That that one is fantastic. I I didn't see that. 
Um, I, I did see a East Coast NFC move, uh, but that, this one's great. <laughs> this one's great. This one I do want to see. <laughs> and I go to the with the best kicker of the game. So, you know, I, I, that to me is 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 the spot for Jimmy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't trust the Jets or Giants fans, Robert. The Jets always find a way to mess everything up. Right. <laughs> That's our kid brother, isn't it? <laughs> yep. All right, let's move on to Derek Carr made headlines yesterday because he is no longer officially a Raider. Where is he going, Robert? Okay, I got him. Let's move him to the other side of the country. Have him. Let's have him quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How about that? Oh, one? did you? How'd you read my mind? <laughs> yes. This, this one is is good because he's the last. Like, you know, we, we did Rodgers, Jackson, Jimmy G. Out, you know, we'll, we'll obviously get to, you know, maybe one or two others that I had in mind. But if there's one last carousel spin that says, you know what, we could still make a push for the playoffs, it's going to be Derek Carr yes. in Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Because originally I thought Tampa Bay, we talked a few weeks ago when Tom Brady was was retiring. I thought that they could potentially blow up the team, but the fact that Todd Bowles is still around, the fact that it doesn't sound like they're going to trade Mike Evans or look for any partners for Chris Godwin. They still have Leonard Fournette. I just, they have Rashad White at running back. And they still have a decent defense. I think that they want a stopgap. And I think Derek Carr is a perfect guy to put on a three, maybe even four-year deal. You don't have to draft a quarterback this year. It's not a deep quarterback draft. And really, if you're not in the top 15, I don't think that you're gonna get a you're gonna get a top quarterback listed this year. So I agree with you, Robert. I think he's gonna be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Of all the places, how did we do that? That's like one in one in thirty-two. What are the odds? But great. No one. And I've been reading some articles about potential destinations for them. No one has such <laughs> Buccaneers. Well, so here's the thing, folks. If Allie and I both predicted it, and we have no idea what our lists look like, it's got to happen. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Anyway, let's move on to our boy Daniel Jones. Is he going anywhere besides the Giants, Robert? No, no, no. Um, okay, franchise tag. Yeah, he, he'll he'll get tagged. He's gonna stay. Look, again, I I feel that we're somehow in some kind of quarterback purgatory with the Giants. Uh, as in, you know, who is he? Is is he the the kid that we saw growing up in the second half of the season, or is he the one that you know laid the egg? against the Eagles in the last game of the year. I feel it's someplace in between. And because of that, it kind of made, you know, makes things pretty complicated uh, franchise tag for me. If I am the general manager. Yeah. I wouldn't even mind a short-term deal two, three years, especially if he does really pop this year, you get that insurance. Cause uh, otherwise it's going to yes. be a hefty price. I do think they have the fourth largest salary cap this year, cap space this year. I think that they are going to bolster definitely the receiving cores. I actually think that they're going to get some receivers in the draft. I think that they're going to bolster the interior offensive line. I think they're going to add a few guys in the secondary. So I, I'm very confident what they're going to do with this team. I think I have total respect for Joe showing. It looks like he knows what he's doing. So right. I'm excited to see Daniel Jones next year. All right, let's go do the comeback player of the year. Robert Geno Smith. What about where is he going? This one I really felt, and we, we we touched on him and and his incredible return in into pro form. 
uh, towards the, the latter part of the of the regular season and, and the playoffs. I really, really think that those two, meaning the franchise and 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 him, are are, are really meant for each other. So I, I honestly think that uh, Geno Smith also gets the franchise tag, much like Daniel Jones does. So I actually talked to two of my friends on Sunday that were Seahawks fans, and neither of them want Geno Smith back. They think that that was the best year he's ever going to have, and really toward the end of the year, he he kind of struggled. You know, we know we all know their struggle after they came back from Germany. I don't think the Seahawks are going to – even franchise tag him. I think that Gino is adamant. He wants a three-year deal, four years probably. This is the last big contract he's going to get. So who do I think is going to end up giving him that contract, Robert? The team that I just never had respect for when it comes to both free agency and trades because I think they make the most boneheaded decisions out of everyone. And that is the Las Vegas Raiders. So (laughs) I'll say this. If, 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 you know, put it to the Raiders for trying to make as big a splash as they can in this offseason, if they don't go out and get like an Aaron Rodgers type, uh, which there probably is not much else to come in and say, hey, look at us. We know that the Super Bowl is being played at Allegiant and we're going to come with the best tools we can. Um, yeah, I could leave it up to them to go ahead and give an offer to Geno Smith. This won't go well, Allie. It just won't. No. It's like a dumpster fire waiting to happen. I can't wait to watch it. It's going to happen. All right, let's go to Baker Mayfield, Robert. He had a nice few games with the Rams after he completely shit the bed when he was a member of the Carolina Panthers. Where is he going to be next year? Okay, so there's really outside of, of Carr, who I think is the true, like the bona fide unrestricted free agent that you could go out and grab, uh, you know, along with Garoppolo, I he's probably the next best. I mean, he's still what, not even twenty eight. Uh, you know, it, it, with with the, the the things that he did, it looks like he's had a bit of a resurgence. Maybe he was just playing with house money. Uh, man, Mayfield, let's go. Who could use Mayfield? Man, how about? Is it too crazy to say perhaps either the commanders or the saints? So I I agree with you both there. Those are both good choices. I was leaning the Colts because I think the Colts are going to trade up and draft Bryce Young. That's a given, but I think that they're not going to want to throw him to the wolves immediately. Baker Mayfield stock is at an all-time low. He's not getting any more than a one deal from any team, in my opinion. Right. So I can... I can I could definitely see him going to the Colts one year deal with an option. Maybe let's see how he does. The minute he starts struggling, we're going to yank him and put in Bryce Young. That's who I'm thinking about for Baker Mayfield. That does make sense. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be one of the uh, as we call it, the uh, the stopgap type quarterbacks. Let's 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 just kind of hold the line with him and see who, you know, how we do. And I'm glad you brought up the Colts. I think the Colts and the Texans we should probably touch on because they've got, like, really drastic, like, five-alarm fire-style quarterback needs. Uh, but, yeah, that that does make sense, actually. I could see him going there and just saying, hey, kiddo, whoever, you know, insert name here, um, I'm just going to do this for a year. And then, and then you're going to go learn this playbook, and then you're going to be a great, great quarterback. I know I'm completely just undermining his ability, but um, – I think that this, you know, Mayfield right now may have limited choices, 
but that does seem like a good fit for him. All right. Well, the next guys really, uh, I don't see them being more than either one year deals or backup quarterback. So we're going to go rapid fire on this one. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Well, let's go with Carson Wentz. Where is he going? Uh, if I had one place for Carson Wentz, it's going to be as a backup quarterback somewhere. And it's, it's, it's not going to be for a starter anymore. And this is, and you know, I'm looking at all you guys, Texans, the Jets, the Raiders, the Colts, commanders the Bucs these are all teams that need a quarterback now and I still think that we could do better than Carson Wentz um he's he might have to settle for backup quarterback money somewhere Ali I'm not sure if if you got him as a starter anywhere do you yeah I do actually the New York Jets who just always seem to miss out on everyone and are stuck with the scrap no 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 that oh my god Jets fans would absolutely self implode they would implode <laughs> oh i love it I w- i'm gonna sit back and wait for it to happen <laughs> fair enough all right what about sam darnold robert oh okay so this yeah you know what you you said um uh baker mayfield i want sam darnold on the colts mm. i do i think you know again the colts you know they, they're gonna draft the quarterback obviously at number five so it's you know i i don't think it's going to be Bryce Young, I think the Texans get Bryce Young. I think the Colts end up getting C.J. Stroud. And I think that Sam Darnold would be just great as that one-year stopgap and then let C.J. Stroud take over in 2024. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. I think he's going to go back to the Panthers. I think the Panthers are going to draft either um, a Will Levis from Kentucky or Anthony Richardson. They they draft towards, uh, I think, the ninth or tenth spot. Yes. Something like that. So I can see him going back to Carolina. He had a few good games for them toward the end of the year. So I'm going to take that. All right, let's go with Cooper Rush, who had a nice few games for the Cowboys. Many thought he could be better than Dak Prescott, shall I say. Is he going back to the Cowboys or is he going somewhere else, Robert? Uh, he, If he does go someplace else, it'll be as a backup as well. Um, why? Why do that? Just pick up your next option and, you know, and enjoy the ride. I, I don't think that he's going any place other than as backup of Dallas again. Yeah, I agree with that. No, no need to touch further. What about Taylor Heineke, Robert? Okay. Heineke, on the other hand, there's not many other, you know, real significant maneuvers that you can look at in terms of, you know, who's talented in, in terms of unrestricted free agents, but I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of put him in the same breath as like, you know, the Kyle Allens and CJ Bethards of the world. <laughs> He's going to be a backup somewhere. I, I'd again, I wonder at, you know, his, his previous salary of like, what it was almost like two and a half million. I'm not sure if he's going to be able to get much more than that from anyone else other than Washington. He might have to stay. Yeah. All right. What about, well, actually Tyler Heineken, I had the commanders, but what about if he goes to back up Jalen Hurts with the Eagles? Because we don't know if Gardner Minshew is going to return. But that was another one I was kind of fishing around. <laughs> anyway. I really, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm missing my imaging here. I should have had some sound effect of like a spinning wheel. You are absolutely, you have a target for everybody right now. This is great. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I do. I do. All right. What about Teddy Bridgewater? Is he going back to Miami, Robert? No, 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 no. I, I don't think so. I think he could actually land in a, in another spot where 
I mean, look, he was he was due six and a half million, right? I, I, he, how many snaps did he have? Did he did he actually even have more than six games? I don't even think he even had six games played. Age thirty, you know, thirty one when he you know finds a new home. If he does end up someplace, it's it's probably not going to be as a starter. Um, man. Maybe he goes across the bay and and you know finds a home in the quarterback room for Tampa Bay. I have two options. I think there's a good chance he could return to the Dolphins because Tua, we still don't know if he's gonna even play next year. And you know, he's I hate to say it, but he's one concussion away from not playing, I think, the rest of his career. I hope he never gets a concussion again, but he does have a tendency to, to be injury prone. So I think he does go back to the Dolphins if he doesn't. The only other option I could see is him maybe going west to a team like the Cardinals because, again, Kyler Murray, we don't know when he's going to be back, so they might need a bridge starter until he gets there. And, I I mean, how much older can Colt Colt McCoy get? So that was my other option for Teddy Bridgewater. All right, how about Andy Dalton, Robert? All right, so he obviously did what he needed to to, you know, keep the – Keep the career going in in New Orleans, but I I don't I again I I've got him kind of packed in the same category as you know the the Mike Whites and the Joe Flacco's. I I don't think that there's going to be a starting position available for him. Even I mean, look, three million. He's thirty six when he signs his next contract. <sighs> Allie, he might not even get signed. he's the first quarterback that if anyone, I might have to think that this is the end of the road for Andy Dalton. I still think he gets, um, he gets a contract somewhere. And if Geno Smith does end up leaving Seattle, I could see him getting a one year deal with Seattle. Right. Because I don't think they want to, first of all, Drew Locke, I think is a free agent as well. But I can see him, again, kind of being the bridge starter. Seattle has a ton of draft picks that if they wanted to trade up and draft like a C.J. Stroud or Will Levis, they can. However, I think that they want to wait for next year's quarterback class. And again, they still will have a lot of draft picks. So I can see him. They have a team that could get to the playoffs. He seems to just be that veteran presence that isn't going to screw up too many games. So Seattle's one that I had in mind that he might go to. All right, what about Jacoby Brissett, Robert? Oh, okay. So you know what? You actually you just mentioned Will Levis. If I can, how about this? How about do we see like maybe like a little combo package in Carolina with mm. Jacoby Brissett and Will Levis? I think he's an upgrade over Sam Darnold, so that's an interesting take as well. Right, and if we move Sam Darnold to the Colts, then everything works. <laughs> that's, that's a possibility too. My other option for Jacoby Brissett was Arizona as well because yes. I think Arizona does need a good backup behind Kyler Murray. I don't know if Kyler Murray is going to be ready for the for the start of the season, so I think Jacoby he's used to stepping in from someone. I think he, that will be a good spot for him. All right, what about Mike White? He was the one game wonder for the Jets. Is he going back to New York? <laughs> <laughs> just for that alone i'm keeping him in the new york chats <laughs> again mike white you know yeah he's you know picked the flavor of the week i mean he's significantly younger than some of the other options out there you know like like dalton and you know heck you know um you know even case keenum i, I just look he's significantly younger 
I think he's probably best to just renew with the New York Jets. I, I don't think he's going to have much of a future anyplace else. Yeah, absolutely. I have the Jets as well. What about Tyler Huntley, who actually made the pro ball despite what throwing two touchdowns all season? Where is he going to go? Now, I, I honestly think that Tyler Huntley way, way overachieved from his his actual skills. And I, I think he was just playing with like really serious house money uh, as loose on the lead as he could. And I don't think that there's going to be really much of an appetite for him really anywhere in the league alley. Um, I'm not sure he even gets a contract. Yeah, I think he, I don't see him as a viable backup really for anyone. I think that if anything, he'll end up just returning to the Ravens. He knows the system. It's, whether it's Lamar Jackson, whether it's Jimmy G, whether it's someone else, I think Tyler Huntley might just stay in Baltimore. Right. All right. Last but not least, Gardner Minshew. I actually think he did an honorable job stepping in for Jalen Hurts. I think that they could have beat the Cowboys that game, but a few of his teammates fumbled for him. I think he's one of the better backups in the game. Where do you think he's going? He is. Um, and I, I think that he probably is best fit right where he is. Yeah. You know, he knows the system. He knows he's got himself a, a, a really good offensive line to protect him with some great targets. I mean, look, you, you made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, albeit as a backup. Do you really want to go chase money now and go find a team that you probably will just say to yourself, why the hell did I sign this contract? Here's where I like Gardner Minshew. I like him with the San Francisco 49ers. I let him compete with Trey Lance for the opening spot week one. Trey Lance, we don't know if he's going to be good. We don't even know if Brock Purdy is going to be back next year. Why don't he go ahead and compete? Let him run in Kyle Shanahan's office. What do you think about that? That's actually a very good point. Uh, in, in a room filled with incredible talent, we know Purdy's going to be out for the whole year, right? He's he's not going to come back, you know, until very late in the season, if at all. Um, and so, yeah, you got to beat Lance. Um, you, you know, Garoppolo won't be there. Not a bad place at all, actually. All right. Well, those are our quarterback carousel, some hot takes. I'm keeping this all on record. So as the weeks transpire, when we get into oh, no. next year, <laughs> or next month, we'll see what happens. But Robert and I will be back next week. I'm sure we'll have more NFL to talk about. We'll also mix in some college basketball. We're getting closer to the conference championships. We'll probably have some NBA to talk about as well. Tons to talk about, Robert. There's never a dull moment in sports. But before we go, any last thoughts or words for the audience? Um, yeah. If if you also think that we're not going to be talking about the XFL, yes, we will. Oh, yes, we will. You can bet it we will. <laughs> How many times have they tried to restart that league? <laughs> the answer is yes. Yes. Well, they, yeah. they... <laughs> I remember when I was with Fox Sports and we were getting it again. I'm like, really? Like, come on. And then the season got called early anyway because of COVID and they were like not renewing it. Then they decided to bring it back two years later. I'm like, are they going to realize that if it's not the NFL, it just doesn't seem to work? <laughs> well, well, we'll, we'll bring it up. Even if it's tongue in cheek, we're going to have to. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you got, I love some of the names that come up with some of these teams that, that that's the entertaining part for me. I'm I looking at you, San Antonio. <laughs> the most loot. If I was an owner, I would just make the most ludicrous name in the world for my team. And just that like people can't like, it's so unserious. People have to take it seriously. <laughs> I love this.
Yes, please. We're gonna we'll do this. We'll 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 have at least half an episode just off of that alone. Yeah, why not? Why not? We could play like, do you remember who? Because see if you know any of the players even in the league. (laughs) But that's all the time we have for today. Thank you guys so much. Bye.